what is up everybody welcome to another episode of let's do a podcast i'm ryan and i'm anthony and we're not in the same room no we're not i have so many knobs in front of me right now so many knobs that's my it's like one of my favorite things to hear (laughs) yes oh so many knobs give me all the knobs yes so i know last time that we interacted i was moving we took the month off and now we're here i moved moved in as you can tell a new space in the background plus we're not together so yeah you gotta get your purple lights back up and going man i know they're sitting over here in the corner i was gonna do like finish the room so pretty much it's really trashed on this side uh and i was gonna I was like, you know what? I'm going to finish the room this morning, and I, I didn't do it. I stayed on the couch and, well, watched a movie. Uh, you see my area? I literally took my desk. Uh, if you watch the promo beforehand, you can tell my background's completely different because I just turned my desk up, like almost 180 degrees around. So uh, I didn't. Yeah, I was, so I wasn't facing just an open room. So we'll see. We'll see what my permanent setup will look like. Right. And yeah, so... There'll be some trial and error while we figure all this out, but you know what? We figured we might as well still drink, watch movies, and enjoy ourselves. Huzzah! I am for that. Huzzah! So, let's talk about beers. So, Anthony, what are you drinking on today? All right. So, being in Texas, I am drinking a Texas beer. I don't think we're going to be exclusively Texas beers anymore, though, so... Uh, that's just the way it's going to be, but I do have a local beer and, uh, continuing with that. And I'll probably have a little bit of a local beer next time too, but I am drinking today. Um, see if I can get this with the light shorting on it. Uh, RIP 2022, seeing as this is our first of the year of the 2022 year, I will say RIP to 2022 by drinking this, uh, double dry hopped Indian pale ale. India Pale Ale IPA, and you know what? I'm just thinking to myself, I did not prep at all. I didn't look at what's in this beer at all, and I'm just like totally slacking here. Oof, oof. So, so let me uh, let me pull it up real quick. I think I did search it up. Okay, uh, fortunately I did look at it. So the readout. <laughs> I'm glad I took the time to look this up. Uh, it says Kiss 2022 goodbye with this double dry hopped IPA. I could have just read that off the can. <laughs> Probably. Uh, somebody, uh, somebody wrote on this though, uh, it's a pretty delicious 7% Tups brew, uh, double dry hop with a five hop combo smooth with notes of berry and peach. So yeah, profile is juicy, hoppy, dank, uh, smooth and melon. Ooh. Melony. I have to keep looking. I keep, have to look at the camera. <laughs> I got yeah. the camera in the wrong place here. So I'm sorry if I start if my if you're if you're watching us visually and not just uh, audioly. I'm um, sorry if I just kind of my eyes kind of wander off in a random direction. So yes, and if you guys are wondering, you can watch us on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitch at just look up. Let's do a podcast, and you should be able to find us. So let's do the podcast. Um, but yeah, Tops out of McKinney. And I'm going to drink this, so I'm going to crack this open while Ryan talks about his brew of the day. So, First, we have to listen. Oh, that is a classic right there. Oh, it's just not oh, as good as the person. So. 
What's that? It's just not as good as in, as in person, but I know, right? I did drop one of these when I was at this uh, when I was buying them, and so oh, no. it's going to be a little bit of a roulette to see which one explodes on me. That will be fun. Um, so I'm drinking rainbows and unicorns from Breakside Brewery. Of course, this is a Portland brewery. Uh, so what, me and my wife did a vacation. Oh, did you spill some? Yeah, I just I, I, the first thing I did was I spilled it on my keyboard. Nice, <laughs> classic. Um, so we did a trip forever ago. We did Seattle, then drove down to Portland. And this is one of the breweries that we could walk to. And so I loved the beer. And so I, my first thing was like, as soon as we get up to Oregon, I got to find freaking Breakside Brewery beer to see if it's still as good as I remember. And the answer is yes, it's still very, very good. So this is actually my first one of the Rainbows and Unicorns, but I've had their other IPAs. And of course, this is a West Coast IPA. So it's an IPA made with flaked rice, El Dorado, Comet, and Galaxy Ops. Uh, it has a 5.2 APV, 30 IBUs, and an average of like a 3.75 on untapped. Um, so, of course, I already opened it. I'll show you guys what it looks like. Of course, I have it in my odd muse glass. I don't have a Oregon glass yet. Uh, you got to work. Yeah, you got to get on that, man. I, uh, You made the wise choice. I decided to do mine live, and it did not work out for me. So I need to get a stump beer for that next time. Let me tell you, I, even more if we were together, I always open mine before the show because I, 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 just, it, I know if I do it during the show, I spill, it sprays, whatever. If something's going to happen, it happens live, you know? I don't have a paper towel or anything, so I was just going to sit here for the rest of the podcast. If you want to mute, you can go get it. I can talk. So. Now the show must go on. I will I will survive. I'll be a little sticky, but I will survive. So, But hey, cheers. Yes, First podcast cheers, of 2023. Cheers, cheers. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely a West Coast style, uh, which I enjoy. Um, it's, it's very, very smooth. So it says it uh, pairs well with... Peaches, breakfast cereal, pineapple, and juicy fruits. So, very both having fruity, uh, fruity type IPAs. So, yeah, we did not even coordinate that. What you doing there, bud? I'm using my elbow to wipe my table off. Go hit we're, mute we're, and go get something. Let's do a podcast. Yeah, so Just flexing I, for the camera. If y'all are listening, I I really hope that you decide to go watch because this is going to be a great episode. This is great content we're making here. That's right. So, uh, first sips. What what do you think about yours? Uh, so it's got a little. I love that uh, upfront bitterness there. It's a it's an imperial. I didn't say it before, but it's an, an, an imperial double uh, New England IPA. Uh, so it's got that high level kind of a. Click the button here. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's kind of got that uh, high level kind of like uh, bitterness that like sits on the back of your tongue that an Imperial always has. Uh, but it follows it up with that kind of that fruitiness. Um, like it says, a, a melon type flavor uh, just kind of like sits on the front of your tongue. So it's really, uh, really good. It's got that, it's got a little bit of that punch of the bitterness and it felt the nice follow through. Uh, it's a nice way to must be what 2022 tastes like as it makes its way out. It's like very bitter, but maybe a little bit sweet. Yeah. And just like in case a, y'all 
see, I am also drinking a seltzer water from Rogue, which has CBD in it. So, you know, I like to mix things up here. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, let's just make sure, uh, let's just make sure that they know that I don't have that so I don't get my house broken into by Texas uh, Rangers it's coming to steal my CBD away from me. Right. But, yeah, uh, so far, the the beers that we have experienced up here, they're definitely different, which is kind of fun to explore. Just, like, you kind of get, in a sense, like, the same beer. Like, it's the same style and everything. But it just tastes completely different. So it's fun. And, of course, it seems like within a five-mile radius of anywhere out of, out of all, you're within at least, like, five different breweries. It's crazy. <clears throat> but it's like it's like more funky up there it's like everybody and everybody up there is always like keep 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 it weird up there you know yeah yeah and yeah it's it's been fun so far i mean granted we've only really been here about a month so uh i'm definitely interested to see the rest of the brewery scene we went and visited rogue which uh i'll actually be having one of their beers the the next episode but we went to that brewery and sat there for a while and tried a few things. It's a really cool place right off of, uh, you can see like the bay off the coast and everything. So it's a really cool spot. And then, yeah, we've been to about two or three uh, local places that are where we are right now. And it's been pretty, it's been fun. Like we try to make sure to have fun. So see, my thing is, so my challenge to you is if, so Portland, Oregon, what have you, they're all about keeping it weird up there. I challenge you to find a brewery that is as weird as Martin House up there. That's going to be a tough one. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't think anybody can beat Martin House. I bet there's somebody, but I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Okay, I think at a certain point, you, uh, if you if you go past Martin House, I think you are just classified as just like insane, an insane beer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Their stuff is scary. They, I mean, they did threaten us with a Thanksgiving beer again this past year. So, yeah, luckily we got away from that one. Yeah. I don't know if I was excited or scared of that. So, um, so yeah, that means that's pretty much been my life since uh, we stopped recording for the few months or the month or so. Uh, it's kind of just been moving and trying to get comfortable and unpacking and all that kind of stuff. So Anthony, what, what have you been doing with your time off? I have been, uh, I have been using my time off to play a lot of Kerbal space program and, uh, run cause I'm running my first marathon in just a few weeks. So not, not been running as much as I should have been running, probably drinking more beer than I should be uh, been running at this point. But, uh, I'm, purportedly preparing for that and uh that's basically been my past six weeks is nice. running and playing video games and working i live a exciting life <laughs> listen mine's only exciting because anything that i do is like new right now but yeah i mean monday through friday like i just i work and then on the weekends it's like do we want to go out? I don't know. Should we go out? Just like, I mean, so it's like anywhere you go right now is going to be like a weird, different thing. So, yeah. And honestly, so since I work from home, I sometimes kind of forget until like we actually go out. I'm like, oh, yeah, we live somewhere new. Kind of forget about that. Like, but 
All right. Um. So before we move on, Pat, and move on to the movie, I did want to. So, so this is releasing on Tuesday. However, we are recording on Sunday before before the superb owl occurs. Ryan, what do you think about the what do you think how the game went? What are your thoughts on the big, the big game? It's like how do you think about the how do you feel about the big play? Well, let me tell you. The team that won is the team that scored the most points, and the team that lost didn't score as many points. They didn't play as good. It's true. And on offense or defense. It's very exciting for that one team. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm sure the fans in Philly and or Philadelphia are quite happy and or sad. Yeah, about yeah. that. So go sports. Uh, yeah, go, go sports. Super football game. Yeah, I am. Uh, I uh, <laughs> on a less serious note, more serious note, whatever have you. So like, I was, I'm, I'm very conflicted about the, what this, how this occurs, and of course, you listening to this, you'll know what happened. But uh, I am like, I'm like very much go Jalen Hurts uh, because he was like my lead quarterback on my fantasy team, but I also hate the Eagles. So, because I'm a Buccaneers fan and the Eagles have been a thorn in our side for like a long time. So I'm just like, <sighs> I want Jalen Hurts to do good, but I also want the Eagles to lose. But I also yeah. don't like Andy Reid either. So I just don't like either team <laughs> that's in the Super Bowl. Can they both lose? Did they Did they both lose? I, I'm pretty sure they've both lost. I mean, no, I feel like not many people truly care about the Super Bowl this year, but that's just me. Yeah, maybe uh, Tom Brady just came out there as like, screw this, I'm fucking playing anyways, it's my last year. (laughs) (laughs) And he proceeds to throw the ball maybe like 10 yards because he's like losing his arm. But I I I still couldn't throw the ball nearly as far as that guy's it, so. Pretty much like almost any year, except for last year we actually came over to your house. Um, But this year I think we, well, it's over, we watched it. But it's going to be in the background as we clean or do laundry. Like, we're not going to sit down and watch. Um, now, the halftime show, of course, you always got to sit down and watch the halftime show. But uh, I don't even know who's, who performs for the halftime show. I think it was Rihanna. I think that's what Hannah told me. Hmm. Something like that. I don't know. I liked it when The Weeknd did it. The Weeknd was really good. Rihanna, yeah, I'm sure last she year was, was really good, too. Yeah. I will have you can ask us our opinion on the on the comments uh, section here, because as of right now, I have no clue. So, yeah, it's like uh, Tuesday, Anthony knows Sunday, Anthony uh, before the game has no clue what the hell happened. So. Yeah, it's true. The All right. <clears throat> time travel. Let's uh, let's move in to the movie, unless you have something else you want to talk about. And I brought up the beer, beer and big D list here. Uh, so oh, uh, yeah. just your news. Yeah. Just quick thing. So we have a lot of uh, Valentine's Day events coming up. Uh, so if you're listening to this on Tuesday, Valentine's Day is today. So uh, if you don't have anything already planned, uh, get on it, dude. Um, but uh, if you're if your significant other is down with going to uh, uh, do go to a brewery, um, they got some events going on tonight. Uh, Valentine's Day beer dinner at Deep Ellum. Uh, Valentine's Day dinner and drinks at Turning Point. Uh, Valentine's Day stout flight at False Idol. Uh, moving on down the line, Turning Point's got a Girl Scout cookie and beer pairing on the 17th of February. Uh, we got Mardi Gras uh, celebrations happening at Oak Highlands Brewery in February 18th. Uh, moving on out, we have more Mardi Gras festivals at Roller Town. 
uh, Festival of Darkness. I always, uh, I think I did this once uh, out of Tops, but Festival of Darkness 2023 is on the 25th of February. Uh, and then we start getting into some of the March events uh, over out on the horizon here. Uh, on Rotation has their eight-year anniversary party. Um, and then we have Hot Wings Challenge 4 at Turning Point on March 4th. So a lot of events out there uh, coming up. And then, of course, we start getting into April with April Fools and all that stuff. So maybe uh, I can't remember if uh, Martin House does a joke beer, like a joke beer for April 1st, but I'm sure they'll do something to celebrate that. So looking forward sure. to it. So yeah. there's events out there. If you uh, if you want to get some more details, I, I just touched on some of these. Uh, Beerinbigd.com, all one word. Check it out. The guy, uh, I forget the guy's name who runs, runs that site, but he like he is exhaustive in his detail. He picks it all up. Beerandbigd.com. Check it out and just hit up some of the events. They're, the breweries are like busting their tails to get this st stuff out for us to do. Go do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I have looked around for an Oregon one, <clears throat> and uh, it doesn't look like there's one as detailed like that. You can find festivals. But uh, I'm I'm still researching, so if anybody have, if we have anybody that listens in Oregon besides me, um, let me know if you know of a website that you go to to look up events happening around. Uh, if Ryan, you don't want to do beer in the big O. Oh my gosh, that just seems like so much work. Like we even talked about, uh, we're like, oh, you could start it. I'm like, yikes! I mean, that's I don't I don't have that much time. Hey, you should reach out to Beer and Big D and see how he does it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I have no clue how he pulls that information together. It's yeah, like, I, I, I don't, he could work in, he could work in the uh, brewing industry for all I know, but if he doesn't, man, maybe he's just got some kind of like macro where he just pulls all this stuff off of, uh, off of like Google or something and he like throws yeah. it off on his website. It could be something like that. <clears throat> so. Doing the Lord's that's work that's though. It. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any events except for. Listen, I know Wednesdays at Gilgamesh is trivia. And also Wednesdays at, it's called like the the end or something like that. Also has trivia. Tuesdays they have bingo over at Tsunami Tap House. <laughs> Stuff that I've looked up before, but there you go. That's that's my beer news. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Beer and trivia, all about it, about it, about it. Yes, we've gone to trivia the last three weeks. No, two weeks. We're going this week, actually, so it'll be three weeks. Um, a fun way to meet new people, and plus we love doing trivia, so. Yeah. I'll have to come up and play there, play, come up there and play with you guys one time so you can bring it, can you, so you can have your ringer back. Right, right. <laughs> like, or at least someone who purports themselves to be a ringer and always does terribly anyways, so. Better Yours than truly. Me. Um. All right. Well, I, I think it's actually time to get into the movie now, right? I guess. Yeah. I guess. So it's the unbearable weight of massive talent. Um. Of course, we're in Cage Fest, so it's Nicholas Cage about Nicholas Cage. Cage Fest. Um. Wow! What a movie. I uh so when I first saw this one, I saw this one as a preview. Uh, when I went to go see a Marvel film, it was like back in 2021 when I first saw a trailer for it, 
And I was like, all right, cool, Nicolas Cage. It's about Nicolas Cage, and it stars Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage. That's a fictionalized version of Nicolas Cage. Um, It's probably the version that everybody thinks is like Nicolas Cage in real life. Uh, Which, I mean, if you you follow Nicolas Cage at all, you know that he's not like Nicolas... He's not like Nicolas Cage all the time. He's like an actual human being. Yeah. Um, So, uh, but I saw that, and then I saw, like... I was like, oh, Nicolas Cage movie. Cool. They're... It's odd that it's being advertised in a movie theater, but we've had this like cage renaissance recently where he's been in like all these like big movies. Like uh, when he was in pig, it's like got a lot of, uh, and, uh, got a lot of like buzz. And so we're starting to see more of this where like cage is getting like a lot more attention in his movies. Uh, but I saw this and I saw like, all right, cool. Nicholas cage is playing Nicholas cage. And I saw Pedro Pascal. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> and I saw like yeah. Tiffany Haddish and a few other like big names, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. I was like, hot damn so i was like yeah this is looking, this is this is looking good so uh, i was really excited when i saw it and i don't think i was disappointed i never i didn't get to see it in the theater unfortunately uh things were still a little too covety for me at the time um i probably was only willing to go out and see marvel movies at this point because i'll always go to the theater to see a marvel movie <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah i saw it i saw it when it came out on digital and i saw it again and i'm still not disappointed in this movie no, I agree. So this was my first time watching it actually this morning. Um, it was kind of the same as you was like, I, I saw the commercial and I was just like, oh, OK, this is a movie I know. I, I, well, for one, I knew we were going to do it for let's do a podcast. Uh, but on top of that, I was like, I actually wanted to see it. And it definitely did, did not disappoint at all. It was so much fun. And it, it's so wild. I think that's what makes it fun is like it's Nicolas Cage played up as the Nicolas Cage we all picture him how to be like who he would how how he would be in real life um it it just it was so crazy it was so fun you truly had no idea what was going to happen next um especially especially whenever they got on acid that was so great we're getting into the territory of things I liked about this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, so you, I guess, I mean, you kind of already gave the breakdown in a sense. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So it's basically like, uh, so the breakdown is, uh, I'm, I'm going to do this off the cuff. Cause I didn't, man, I am not prepared. I didn't bring up the synopsis, uh, but uh, Nick Cage, he's in dire financial straits. He's having a hard time getting in the movies, which he is not in real life. He's in so many freaking movies, bad movies, good movies. He doesn't give a shit. He's going to do movies because he just loves filming the freaking movies. Uh, but uh, he's uh, he's been uh, having a hard time with the money. Uh, and so he uh, does a job, which apparently you hear about uh, celebrities doing this all the time where they take money to go hang out at some rich person's party. Uh, so he goes to Spain to hang out in this guy's party. Turns out it's he's a drug trafficker or at least he runs his family as drug traffickers mm-hmm. uh but he's a huge nick cage fan and uh things ensue from there he gets to the, they get tied up with the cia uh which is who t- t- tiffany uh, tiffany haddish and i forget the name of the other guy uh that's that's with her it's the guy from uh, the mini project forget his name in real life though anyways uh and then uh like nick cage's family uh, fictionalized family gets involved and i think the just gets like to be like car chases uh, like it's, it goes in the direction you i mean you would not have thought it would have gone into like 
action, like high action car chases, people jumping off of cliffs, people doing LSD. <laughs> it's just go, gets nuts. Um, but it really, it really displays a fictionalized, uh, Nick Cage and, uh, and uh, real Nick Cage is like a range, and there's like a ton of really good like Nick Cage like Easter eggs and references in the mo- in the course of the movie too. It's pretty freaking great. Yeah, I do love how much they reference other movies of his in the whole thing. I mean, it starts off with uh, Con Air, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, like just, in that first scene, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking, okay, where are we going from here? But um it's it so as a lot of y'all know if if y'all have listened to most of our cage fests i'm not the biggest fan of nicholas cage but to me this is the perfect nicholas cage movie because he doesn't really have to do a lot of acting he's playing every character he's ever played yeah, he's basically about got to play the exaggerated version of himself, but That's it's still it. like Nick Cage at its core. Yeah, so it's it, to me, it's the perfect Nicolas Cage movie. And I mean, I granted through doing Cage Fest, though, I have found a, quite a few movies actually like of Nicolas Cage. So I think I'm coming back on the other side of he's like in the middle for me now. Um, especially like throughout this cage fest or at least so far so we've you know this is one episode like this is our first episode i've already seen the movie for the next one um i'm just like okay this might be a good cage fest for us like i'm i'm actually excited yeah, um, we can't get to we can't spoil ourselves ryan we just can't I know, spoil we, ourselves listen it's nicholas cage who knows what's going to happen the next movie but um Don't yeah so I, I very much loved this movie um, which I didn't really expect to say. So <laughs> I expect I, it to be entertaining. Yeah, but I came I, into it like expecting to like it, and I was not disappointed. So it's like, yeah, I it's like, well, it's like the other thing was like it had Pedro Pascal on it. Pedro Pascal has been on a freaking tear recently, and he's still on a tear. Yeah, um, with like a lot of the stuff he's in. I mean, because of like the Mandalorian. Uh, he was prior to that. He was doing. Uh, uh, he was in Game of Thrones, uh, and he was really good in that. And so, and he's just like continue. I mean, he's even after this movie, he's still like going, going, going. He's in like The Last of Us now, and that's getting like rave reviews. And so, like Pedro Pascal is just like helps out. I think most most of the heavy lifting was done by Nick Cage, but Pedro Pascal like helps out immensely. Uh, he, was, like, he was like together. the foil. Yeah, they truly were so good together. It was crazy. Yeah. I'd love to see him in something else uh, again. I agree. Um, okay, so let, let's go on to the things that we like and dislike. So I'll start off with... I want to start off with the dislikes because I feel like the likes are going to be something that we talk a lot about. Um, so the dislikes, for me, I would say I think it was a little... There were moments where there was a little too slow pace. Like, they're trying to force a certain story that... I, I don't know, like... The in-between storylines, to me, weren't necessarily needed. In the sense of just, like... I don't know, I feel like they, they added too much filler time. Because there were multiple times I was just like... Okay, 
Let's let's get on to the next scene. Let's go. Let's get back into the funny, the action, the the silliness. Like I don't care about the seriousness because of how goofy of a movie it is. It's just like we're not taking this serious. Don't make a serious storyline too serious. Like right? Is that like the uh, the whole thing where like uh, 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 Nick's uh, relationship with his daughter, uh, where that was kind of like in the beginning there? Yeah, there and just like whenever the he flies them down. Uh, so like the family shows up and surprises. Right, right, age. right. I don't know, just that whole story dynamic for that little bit. I'm kind of like, I I didn't care. <laughs> See, it's funny, like after you watch the end of the movie and then like you realize the context for that scene from like, you realize the context for that scene from uh, from Javi's perspective because uh, he because he know that what he like had no ill intent at all yeah. he was not holding them hostage or anything it's just that nick cage thought he was holding them hostage it's just like yeah at, like thinking on that scene after the fact and you're just like it's freaking it's like from a hobby's perspective he's got to be like freaking thinking what the fuck is up with freaking nick you know yeah and that's again that's why it's like it's not a huge complaint because yeah at the end it kind of makes you think about everything that happened so it kind of played in there but at the same time like in that moment i was kind of like okay like i get it like i don't know i was just ready for the next scene so there are just like two to three moments where i was just like i get that they kind of needed to happen but they could have made it a little bit shorter and kind of get back into the funny silliness action whatever stuff so again like to me, that's a little complaint. So, I don't know. What, what are you thinking, Anthony? What did you like dislike the most? Uh, I feel like so. It's not so much for me stuff they did, but stuff they didn't do. I feel like they really underutilized. I feel like I know they had a plenty of uh, actors, uh, actors and actresses in there that played really good parts because, like, there was the whole thing with the family, uh, and they didn't. They were utilized very much in the beginning, and then they were utilized towards the end of the movie because they pro- to provide stakes. Um, for the success or failure of Nick Cage helping the CIA out. Uh, but the uh, I feel like the one uh, person in the movie I could have used some more of would have been like who would have been really funny is uh, uh, his agent played by Neil Patrick Harris. Mm. I feel like having him involved in this thing too, uh, or as an alternative to family, I think the, I think the use of the family, uh, was pretty good as far as stakes go. I, th- I don't think Nicolas Cage would have given two shits if like his uh, if his agent got kidnapped, he was like, all right, let the CIA take care of it. He wouldn't do it himself. But, uh, having Neil Patrick Harris in there more, I think would have been like, have him to have him play off of Nicolas Cage some with Pedro Pascal in there. I think that would have been pretty great. And then you have like Tiffany Haddish and Ike Barinholtz in there, uh, just kind of like doing all, all kinds of craziness with it too. Cause you have all these people who are like, do these really good comedic, uh, have all these comedic, com- really good comedic roles under their belt. And have them all just kind of like bounce off each other, and then you have like Pedro Pascal and uh, Nicolas Cage, who are typically, well, Pedro Pascal are typically doing more dramatic roles. Nicolas Cage is just a freaking wild card; he does whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know the uh, the act- actresses who played his wife and daughter at all that well. Uh, so I thought it would have been really interesting to have. Uh, uh, NPH tied up in there a little bit as well. Um, I was really interested to see him in there as the agent, but uh, yeah, I, I think it would have been interesting to see him more. So that's my thing. I didn't really care for. I wish, I wish we had some more Neil Patrick Harris in the movie. Yeah. 
Nice. I do agree with that, though. Um, <clears throat> all right, so the thing that we liked the most about this movie, um, it's kind of almost what I said earlier in the sense of just, like, this was the perfect movie for Nicolas Cage because he was playing himself in Nicolas Cage. So, like, I don't know. I just, I felt like all the goofiness and the silly and the campy that is in all of his movies, he could finally bring it all together and make it into what he wanted in a fun movie. Um... It's, I don't know, I just felt like that was such an easy role for him, maybe. Like, I don't know if it really was, but it just felt like that was probably such an easy role because he was kind of playing himself. Now, obviously, that's not him, him, but that's the extreme him. Well, it's like, if there's one thing that Nick Cage is good at, he's like, I feel like he's like really good. He excels at doing that gonzo, crazy Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost farcical thing that he does. And yeah. I feel like he was just like, if Nick Cage was like this all the time, this is who that Nick Cage would be. Yeah. Cause you, you kind of got this feeling that like he felt at home while doing this kind of movie. Like, I don't know. Just like, I noticed like it, it felt like he wasn't trying super hard. Cause you know, in the past movies, like that's always been kind of my complaints is he tries so hard, but like he can't nail that accent or he can't, you know, he just can't quite get to that page where you're like, I need you here. But in this, it's just like, he doesn't have to be here because here is just him. So I don't I know. I think it's funny you bring up the whole accent thing because like, there's like a whole complaint uh, about when, uh, uh, so like there's a point where he plays the uh, the the father, uh, the drug, the, the father who like runs the drug empire. Uh, I think his name is like Serge or Sergio. Yeah, something like that. And uh, so he like wears the makeup and the wig and all that stuff. And like he comes out there with like that crazy Italian accent. And that's like a reference to when he was in Captain Corelli's Mandolin, which they reference because that's where he met his wife in the movie. And uh, but like one of the biggest critiques of that movie was how he played an Italian guy in Captain Corelli's Mandolin and his accent was terrible. And then he comes rolling out as this Italian, like, or as this Italian guy, uh, or a guy with an Italian accent, and he's just like, <laughs> they buy it, it's, which is funny as hell, that he's like this Italian dude uh, that's just coming in there to freaking, like, make this deal deal to combine drug empires. I forget what, what the hell the whole, that whole plot was. Yeah, uh, I just remember that they were, like, trying to save the family. Uh, but... It's like it's like kind of like a fuck you to the critics. It's like, hey, I can do a fucking Italian accent, so you guys can fuck off. So, yeah. So I mean, I I don't know. I I just there's a lot that I really enjoyed about this movie, but truly, the acting not not even Nicolas Cage, but truly everybody. I felt like it was a really good job. It kind of got the vibe of it seemed like everybody probably enjoyed making this movie together. Um. I don't know. It just seemed like such a a fun movie. It seemed so. like we were having fun. Like yeah. the the biggest example of that is when they do the LSD drug trip, uh, where uh, Pe- Pedro and because like, they're like driving because they're like trying to get uh, inspiration for this movie they're going to write together, right? Yeah. And so like and that just culminates in them 
uh, was it they're running away from the police? They or they feel like they're running away from the police, and they're like jumping over the wall. <laughs> yeah, and it's like Pedro Pascal like hoists him over, and he's like, he's like, I, w- I won't forget you, and he like jumps over the wall, and uh, was it? They show it in the trailer, which is as as, as a shame that we already knew this was coming before we saw it, but like. He just ends up, uh, Pedro ends up just po- poking his head around the wall and they're like, oh, okay. It, was, it wasn't a big deal. You can just walk around the wall. We didn't have to do this whole, whole big deal about it. Yeah. Um, but that was like, to me, even though, even though I knew that was coming, that was like one of my favorite parts of the movie was the LSD drug trip and like an insanity that like, just like kind of like came from that. Yeah, they see the same guys, but the same guys are just like talking to each other, eating ice cream and they're running and getting hit by cars and shit like it's really really funny um so yeah yeah so that's that's what i liked so you're turning anthony oh, oh, oh i thought we were just tag teaming this one. Oh no that's <laughs> fine it, it, yeah but, but so i do have a few I, I did love all the references to other nicholas cage movies so like i mentioned captain corelli's mandolin uh, there was a reference to that with the whole italian accent thing there was one the part where he was talking about the uh the, his belt the tarantula belt mm, like, yeah. where he's like he's like my agent was telling me to wear like a belt that was a bee and he's like no not the bees and it was like a reference to like oh no not the bees yeah uh that was pretty good there was the con air yeah. reference uh there was uh, there was just a, a a ton of them uh so many like and like the uh the young version that he had in his head that he kept talking to was from like this like late night show that he like went to where he was like he must have been coked out of his mind. I ended up watching this uh, watching this interview after the movie because I was like so curious about where this version of Nicolas Cage came from. Uh, but it was like he was like so high on himself after uh, it was it was either after Peggy Sue got married or raising Arizona or something like that, and he was just like going like absolutely fucking lutely nuts. And that's the. They brought that Nicolas Cage. They must have used like some kind of deep fake technology or something to bring him up there, uh, bring back like young Nicolas Cage. But like they just have like the nuts, like woo Nicolas Cage going on there, and it was like that's how he was. That's how he was in real life for for a period of time there. It's like this older Nicolas Cage is fictionalized, uh, but then this younger Nicolas Cage is how he was when he was that age. So. Um, but yeah, like their other reference, uh, leaving Las Vegas reference, uh, when he, uh, steps into the pool with the beer, uh, they, the, it's like totally the same scene. It's like, except instead of, uh, his wife saving him from the bottom of the pool, it's Pedro Pascal coming to save him. Mm. So, but there's a ton of, there's a ton of little Easter eggs like that. A ton of bunch of, ton of little Nicholas Cage Easter eggs. Yeah. And so I feel like this is like the most self-referential thing that, He's like he's like reached the point in his career where he can just like make references to other movies he's done, and everybody and, and people like us can be like, "Hey, I know that reference." So, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm pretty sure uh, it's like the next movie I'm really excited to see him is Renfeld, uh, and I'm pretty I'm sure I'm going to mention this a few more times uh, over the course of the month, uh, and I'm like I'm pretty sure there are going to be references to uh, uh, Vampire's Kiss all throughout oh, that yeah. movie. Probably. If he, if he, because he's playing Dracula, and if he doesn't say "I'm a vampire" during the course of that movie, I'll be severely disappointed. So, <laughs> yeah, he has, he has to. Uh, so something that's kind of fun is uh, in the credits, Nicolas Cage is posted on there twice. One is Nick Cage playing Nick Le- Nick Cage, and one Nicholas Kim Cole. Col- uh, how do you say his last name? Nicholas Coppola. 
Coppola playing Nicky. So he put himself twice in the credits, which is pretty funny. Yeah, which Nicholas Coppola is his real name. He's Nick Cage is not his real name. Yeah. Because he's like related to, I think he's like the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. Sure. Yeah. So like Nick Cage is totally not his real name. So I thought that, yeah, that's pretty interesting. I saw that too. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, for the new year, we're actually going to change up our ratings here. So this we, is the first time hearing of this. I, I know. I sprung it on Anthony. So we're on an app called Letterbox, which is a movie check-in system. So it's kind of like untapped, but for movies. So I joined Let's Do a Podcast. I went and I put all of our old movies that we watched. I haven't rated them all because that's going to take forever. Yeah, um, we got to catch up there. <laughs> But I put them all as like we watched them and I made like a favorites list and everything. Um, so we're is this how we do... get some of these films onto the Criterion Collection? Yeah. Labels so for the Criterion Collection, gonna happen. <laughs> so the way we're going to rate it is based off of how they do the rating system on here, which is one through five stars. So we're both going to give it a rating, then we'll split it of like however, you know, what the average is, and then we'll post it on here. So if you guys want to follow us on Letterboxd, make sure you follow Let's Do a Podcast on Letterboxd. You can find us, see our ratings, what we've watched. It's also a good place where you can see uh, what we have planned coming up, because I have a watch list for us for everything that we're going to be watching whenever I know. So I figured it's a good way to try to get the the people involved. So, yes. So. so Anthony, one out of five. How would you rate this movie? Are there half scores? Can we do a half score? No. I have oh, to we, round yeah, up yeah, then. Yeah, five. We, yeah, we can. Sorry. Oh, we can four and a half then. No movie's perfect. I'll give it a four and a half. Said perfect and then gave it a four and a half. That doesn't make sense. No, I said I said no movie is perfect. It's like oh, I, I, oh. if it was between a four and a five, I'll round up. But it's like no movie is perfect. I'd do four and a half. I love this movie. It's uh it's one I'll probably watch again at some point. I really enjoyed uh, watching this. Uh, it may be up there with one of my. Be, it may be near the top of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies. Um, yeah. Uh, Maybe you'll find out what my favorite Nicolas Cage movie is. Uh, I think I think Ryan and I, you and I, have probably discussed like one of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies uh, because we were, when we were talking about which movies we would do this year, um, but uh, we have not done it yet. So, do we have it on the list to do this year or no? No, we don't. We we threw it. Okay. I threw it out there as one to watch because um, like I was really a fan of. I really was really a big fan of his uh, late two thousands, early twenty tens work. So. You know what? Maybe we'll add a fifth movie and we'll do it. All right. Maybe maybe to make it. up for the the lost time, we'll do an <laughs> extra one. Because why not? I'm already doing four. Might as well do a fifth Nicolas Cage movie. So I agree. I would give this a four and a half. I mean, I would give it a five, but just so I don't have to, you know, do anything else, let's give it a four and a half. I I think it's a great movie. Um, this this is probably my number. To Nicolas Cage movie, as you know, because last year we watched Willy's Wonderland. Oh man, that was a five. 
and that was that was a movie I would give a five. To me, there, I don't know if Nicolas Cage can beat that. Um, <laughs> it's funny because he didn't even talk during that movie. <laughs> he didn't say one word, and it was his best movie yet. Um, <laughs> so really, again, check us out on Letterbox at Let's Do a Podcast. Uh, and I really, I'll add you guys back, see what y'all have watched. Uh, what you plan on watching, maybe it'll give us some good ideas. So, all right. Uh, Anthony, how's that beer? Have you finished it? All I right. Ran out. I ran out of beer. All right. Give us the rundown and the rating. All right. So, rest in peace 2022 Double Dry Hop India Pale Ale, brewed with Cryo Pop Berry Citra Sabro Cryo Mosaic and Galaxy Hops. I give you a four pretty good Ooh, that's a good um, one for you i'm i apologize if you cannot find this uh because of course you know they're probably not making any more of these uh as it you know came out in 2022 it is very similar it does taste very similar to their alpha drop so if you want to have something that tastes similar to this i do recommend tufts alpha drop it's very similar in flavor to that um so uh go check that out uh if you can find the 2022 it's usually in like the seasonal section of like a total wine if you're if you're down here in uh the dallas fort worth area um but uh i give it i give it four to this one it was pretty good i did enjoy it yeah nice <clears throat> so mine was the rainbows and unicorns from breakside brewery uh west side ipa i would give it Honestly, the 3.75, the, the one that's like the global score average, that's pretty much what I would give it. It's a really good West Coast, uh, pretty easy. It's something I could just sit, I could grab them pretty much all day, just drink on them. They were pretty good. Um, I, honestly, since I've been here, though, I've had some amazing West Coast IPAs, which are hard. Now, now, that, I, well, now that I'm on the West Coast, it's like such a huge market to have a West Coast IPA, of course. Um, uh, not a fan. <laughs> they do have hazies here. Um, like if you, it's, it's like if you move to Maine, do you like have access to nothing but New England IPAs? I may need to do that if I ever go to the Northeast. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but I, I still think it was a really good beer. Um, I, yeah, it's one I could have in the fridge. Just if someone's like, hey, do you have a good West Coast? I'm like, here, you know. Um, yeah, I'm really curious what the uh, what the community mosaic is of the area, what the local classic is. Yeah, uh, there's a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, God, the amount of tap rooms and breweries, it's insane. So really, I, I feel like I'm still trying to get the feel of like, yeah, what's what's the beer that most people go to? Um, so, yeah. Hopefully in the next, well, probably won't be the next episode because we're recording that after this. But hopefully the uh, next batch, I'll actually have a better sense of beer. So I do have good news, however. I did read an article that they are passing a law here in the state. I don't know if this applies to outside of Texas, but they're setting, uh, they're passing a law that breweries in Texas can ship their beer out uh, via, via package, uh, via mail. So there may be a point where you can purchase your favorite local uh texas breweries beer and, and you may be able to ship it across state lines i'm not certain yet what the text of that law is but so the the app uh trevor trevor oh god i can't think of what it's called 
but it's this app. Oh, uh, Taver? Taver. Something like that, yeah. I saw Odd Muse on here. I've seen some te- Dallas places on here, so, which I thought was interesting. Um, but yeah, and I, I don't know if they can do that around here. I'd be surprised if they can't, but I've never even looked. Yeah, um, maybe worth checking out. Yeah, truly. Especially once, if that law passes, then yeah, I might have to see how much it is to get some odd muse up here because I love odd muse so much. Yeah, this is like you just order a shit ton of odd muse celestial <laughs> turning point. <laughs> yeah, it'd be so expensive, I bet, though. It's got to be insane. <laughs> um, they, got, they have installment plans, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, just put on layaway. um so that's the beer what's your thing of the week so my thing of the week i thought about this and i didn't think about it and then i thought about it again and i didn't think about it some more Uh, but i did think so my thing of the week is uh actually it hasn't come out yet it's coming out very soon but my thing of the week is my excitement for uh, and I know this is very cliche, but like uh, we've talked about MCU quite a few times. We've actually done an episode on a MCU, some MCU, MCU properties when we talk about Loki. Uh, but I'm really, I've been really excited for Ant-Man Quantumania, Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania. Yes. And uh, I have been a fan of Jonathan Majors for a long time uh, when he was in Lovecraft Country and he's been in a few other small things. And I feel like Jonathan Majors is getting like his due finally. Uh, but uh, he's playing... Uh, Kang the Conqueror in in Quantumania and it's like the second time you could see him play this character first time was in Loki Uh, and I've been excited for this movie ever since they announced it and it's coming out in like just about a week from now and I am like stoked out of my mind for this movie so I I'm next uh, probably not the next episode but maybe the episode after next I may have things to say about this movie because I'm just like stoked out of my mind to see this we're getting like king the conqueror we're getting modok we're getting i'm a big fan of paul rudd so ant-man and the wasp yeah. uh, evangeline lily is awesome too uh so i'm really stoked for this movie i'm excited to see it and uh yeah i may have a thing or two to mention about it uh in like two episodes from now so awesome Don't yeah i am stoked. excited too I it's been a while since we've gone and seen a movie and i'm like uh, we might have to go um so my thing of the week, apparently it can be controversial. So I just want to say straightforward that I don't support the the creator of the series, but the new game Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, you've, have you tried playing it? I downloaded it yesterday. Oh yeah. I spent over five hours playing it. Really? Um, I've heard the gameplay is really good. It's amazing. It's so much fun. It's been years since I've found a game that like I'm excited to play again. Um but of course I had to do research. Thankfully, the creator does not get a cent of purchase like any anything related to this series. So oh, I cool. just like a flat fee of the for the license. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Because I was just like, I'm not going to buy it. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of controversy about it, of course. Um, But I did my research because I was like, I want to play it, but I don't want to support something that I shouldn't. Um, So I felt better knowing that, like, she ain't getting no money. So I'm done. I'm like, cool, I can play it. 
it's always rough when you have like a property you really enjoy and then the person who created it is a, like a terrible human being yeah so, I had the same okay. thing with uh when i was I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of ender's game and all those properties and friggin' orson scott card is like a terrible trash bag of humans so yeah yeah, yeah. that's what's so rough honestly about a lot of things it's just some people just suck man but yeah. i mean i get it that people are not going to be happy that oh, listen i've heard like i'm not going to stream it for one i don't really stream anymore but because yeah, people, people like, streaming have been having issues yeah it had a lot of problems um and so like i get it if if you're unhappy that i play it you don't have to watch me play it I don't know. Like, I don't know. In my opinion, come on. Hey, you can always go back and play GTA 5 as a mailman. Yeah. Like, I don't know. To me, it's over. <sighs> Fighting hate with hate doesn't work. And that's what's happening. So, anyways, we'll move on. But yeah, so the game itself, though, I'm having a blast with. Um, especially, I mean, it's open world which is insane. Um, yeah, so I spent over five hours, and I'm only, like, I think 6% done with the game. But uh, One thing, so, so I, I, have re I did read through all the books, and it was a while ago when I read them, but uh, one thing I found really interesting, I was watching a preview of the game, and, like, in the books, there's, like, the unforgivable curses, uh, and this, I know this game happens in, like, the 1800s, but, like, one of them is, like, the Crucio curse that you use during the course of the game which is just basically like a torture curse. And mm -hmm. the guy, the, the character you play as is able to use that curse. And I'm just like, how does that work? Cause this is like using the, this curse. It's like, you basically like you use that curse. You go to jail, you go to wizard jail. I'm like, how do they, how do they like justify him using that? I know it's like bad guys and stuff, but like shit. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> there's things I'm interested in too. Cause like, yeah. like already, like again, I like, I just started the game, even though I've spent almost all day yesterday playing it. I was just like, there's a lot of things I'm like, my guy would be in so much trouble right now. Like, how am I getting away with all this? But it's still fun. So it makes me think of, uh, remember that, uh, rockstar game, uh, bully. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it, just seeing, just seeing that it makes me think of like a Hogwarts version of bully just a little bit. So. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's fun to like, you go, they, you know, they put the hat on you to pick which, uh, uh, house you're going to be in. And then you, you go pick your wand and like just all that's all that kind of stuff. Which house did you pick? Somehow it put me in Slytherin. Uh... Which is so <laughs> funny because I'm like, now you gotta I'm, be evil. I, yeah, yeah, my guy's pretty much a jackass too. It's pretty great because <laughs> you get Classic to like take the responses and conversations and stuff. And I'm always like the super cocky jackass guy. I'm like, I got to be, I'm Slytherin. Like, yeah, it's like you, you got to hold up the reputation. Yeah, I can't be the nice Slytherin. Like, he ain't going to get nowhere. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so that's my thing of the week. If if you love Harry Potter still and, you know, you're on the fence of not wanting to support her and all that stuff, you can still get the game and you'll be fine. So, uh, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of good developers put a lot of good work into that. So, yeah. Yeah, the, the amount of jobs that you're supporting, like you're supporting more of creators and inventors and coders and just, just like, if you actually think about the people you're actually supporting with this game, it's a, it's actually a good investment. So, so anyways, that's my thing of the week and I'm sticking to it. So, uh, 
uh, can we just do our socials now? Yeah. Uh, so our social medias are on Facebook. You can find us right here where you're watching this video. Let's do a podcast on uh, Facebook video. Uh, you also can find us on YouTube if you're watching us there. Let's do a podcast 22 or is it just let's do a podcast? I don't know. We're on YouTube. Just search Let's Do a Podcast and we'll be in the listing somewhere. Uh, we we're on, are we on Twitch still? Yes. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Is it Podcast? Let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast on Twitch. Uh, we have other socials as well. I'm working on getting more involved in the socials again. Uh, but if you really want to see some of the old posts we have on Instagram, let's Instapod. Uh, I shut down our Twitter account a while ago, so don't worry about that. Um, and yeah, we're not on the TikToks or on the Snapchats or any of the uh, other guys there. So no. I think that's everything. And I'll just say it one more time. If you want to check out the movies that we have seen, what we're going to see, all that kind of stuff, make sure you check us out on Letterboxd at Let's Do a Podcast. Besides yes. that, guys, if you have any beer or movie recommendations, make sure you hit us up. We will do our best to watch them or drink them. So we're going to drink uh, those movies and watch those beers. What's our next movie, Anthony? Our next movie, should you choose to enjoy it, is Nicolas Cage in The Humanity Bureau. Yeah, so buckle up for that one, guys, because that is next Tuesday. That will be coming out. And guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It was a fun first one back. Yep. Have a happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I hope you enjoyed Hope you enjoyed your evening with your significant other listening to our dulcet tones. Right. <laughs> I could be like Dwight and make you a CD to put on whenever you bring them back to your room. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next week. All right. I'm Ryan. I'm Anthony. Get out of here. Rah.